0: Hi everyone, I'm Liam Wilfong. You're on my podcast right now, and I'm joined by my friend Keegan here. If you want to introduce yourself, how's it going? And Ryan Keegan. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk. We're we're, uh, we're gonna talk about um, s- uh, centered around. We're gonna be centered around money, work. You know where where our philosophies stand on that. So to uh, set the uh, set set the. Uh, there's a term for whatever I'm trying to say, but to uh, set the ground rules here, we'll say I'm I currently don't have a job, and you do have a job. If you want to, w- where do you work?
1: I work at Mike Duffy's. It's a restaurant, locally owned in Kirkwood, Missouri. Um, I'm a busser, but I'm, I'm more of like a utility guy. You know, I just kind of run around the place whenever, um, whenever I'm working, and I just help with whatever, get tips, and I get a wage. And you call that utility? I'm just like I'm like a clean up guy, you know. If as long as they don't notice me, I'm doing my job correctly. I'm just I'm there to I'm there to to grind it out.
0: Yeah, I see. Okay, that makes sense. But so are you are you in indentured servitude right now? Tell um, tell me about your hours first.
1: You know, I, I'm I'm also a full time scholar, um, kind of. Um, even with COVID, I still have a lot of school work, but also I. You know, um, they just kind of schedule me whenever the fuck they want to schedule me. Um, I just told them, I told them, you can just throw me around if you want to. Uh, probably a bad move in retrospect when I told them that, but I'm just, I'm in it right now, and I'm kind of afraid to tell them that I don't want to work as much as I do, to be honest. But as long as I'm making money, I'm happy.
0: I understand. And to, um, to get some ideas flowing uh, I'll talk about why I quit my old job and then where I stood on money after that and then I also want to talk about the myth of Sisyphus which is a philosophy that I applied to my current status on money and whatnot. Uh, and I'll enlighten you on that later but okay. uh, long story short I was a cook at a past restaurant and my 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 work style, my work ethic, of course everyone's different. And mine was more work smarter, not harder. And I didn't like the the uh, just going to going to work for a certain amount of hours, especially over the weekends, because I, I'd say I have a significant fear of missing out. Do you relate to that or not?
1: Yeah, I got some FOMO. I mean, it sucks whenever—I mean, we're closed Sundays, but, like, Sundays for the Lord, even though I don't go to church, I still—I still, you know, like to— we
0: we were closed on Mondays.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, closed on Sundays, but still work Friday, Saturdays mostly, as—I mean, because I'm, I'm like, the main busser there, so they kind of count on me for the busy days. So, I got some FOMO for sure, especially where we're at right now in our lives, like— Man, it just kind of sucks when people are out doing stuff, when you're friends, but you're just kind of like picking up plates and washing them.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll get to those weekend hours in a bit, because that's where I stood. Now, I also am very controlling about how I spend my free time, and uh, a a lot of times I'll I'll tell myself, you know, I I like to go with the flow anyway, so I don't say, hey, I'm going to do this at this hour and this at this hour, but even sometimes i just find myself my phone i'm like all right I, did i really need to do that and of course you can do whatever you want but there i like to be productive especially when i have goals to accomplish smaller or bigger so anyways my my work i didn't like my weekend hours and i also didn't um i didn't mind the work there because i was cooking and i wouldn't say it's a skill but i have some past culinary experience so basically i didn't make my weekend hours my pay was i was doing all right but
1: not as good as you could have been doing
0: pretty much and i was thinking you know, i could be doing better somewhere else and so i ultimately decided i'm gonna stop i don't know how long i'm just gonna stop so i put my two weeks in uh Last day I worked, Super Bowl Sunday Went out with a bang And Then I hit a wall because I quit work And I don't know what it is But that moment when you stop Receiving paychecks I wasn't losing money And I had been saving up money for a while Which is something I used to not be very good at So I was pretty proud of myself But I was like, why do I still feel kind of shitty I have plenty of money And I understand that I don't spend a a lot of it. I have hobbies, but I I do a pretty good job maintaining it. But why do I feel this way? So I wanted to kind of get down to that. I wouldn't immediately think that, oh, I have to find another job now. But I have to understand why I feel this way. And I think this goes into the money and greed topic. Because then I started putting myself in a perspective. I said, do I have more money than people or do I have less money than people generally and it's around our age of course but uh, I don't want you to get me the wrong idea when I ask that question because I'm, I'm a, I just ask those kind of questions and I'm not trying to be better than anyone else I just generally was out of touch and not that you should ever know about how much money people have of course you can get a, a good idea if they're driving a sports car or whatnot, or, or maybe how often they buy fast food I'd say that's a good uh, way to determine how people spend their money our age. But I, I was, I was again, getting into that,
1: that area of, of, am I am I greedy? I was thinking, I mean, so for people our age, I think it's, I think, well, for people our age, we're like around 17, 18, you're going to find more people that have jobs than don't. I think people who don't have jobs are kind of like, I think... I think it's going to hurt them in the long run because they're not really learning those skills that they need to later on in their lives. I think, like, having a job right now and just, like, working in, like, no matter how, like, shitty or how good it is. Like, if you have a shitty job, I think it's going to help you even more just because you're learning how to, like, just deal with things. Like, Like, I don't have a good job right now. It's not good. But I'm at least getting through it. I'm making money. And... It's gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna be better on in life later on because of it, and I'm just developing like that thicker skin. Yeah. Um, for, I mean, I don't think you're greedy if you want, if you want to work a job and like get money or if that's what you're getting at. No. Um, what are you you getting at? It was
0: more of my thought process of, of comparing myself, which I'd say I used to have a problem with. Now, now I don't. Uh, and that's, that's a, it counts to everything, not not just money,
1: but. Um, <laughs> I love money. Like I love spending it. I love earning it. Like, yeah, I do. T- I'm a shopper. Yeah, I mean, I w- I just went to the store today. I went to a, like a outdoor store. I I just bought a fucking backpack because I just wanted to. Yeah. I probably will use it like once and. Then and I, I don't think I
0: blow it. my money now. I think that some people that don't understand. What I what I spend my money on. Uh, they might think I blow my money, so my yeah. big hobby is Lego, and people yeah. always say, you have enough, you have enough, why do you buy more? Well, I just tell them, you know, that's not how it works, you don't yeah. understand. Now, while I don't really care GMP. what you think I spend my money on, I make worthy, thoughtful investments, whether it's Lego or it's something else. Yeah. But what I wanted to get to was was how I got myself in that thought loop of of comparing myself and trying to understand where people stood well i kind of unintentionally found out from people who would just talk about the topic they're like oh man i'm broke and i'm trying to think you know what does broke mean to them or broke mean to them because everyone comes from a different background and i'm not going to say any names or name any prices but from what i understood i was doing pretty well now for my standards i was like okay i have to understand what, what in this situation would be kind of a defense mechanism or the right course of action? What I mean by defense mechanism is if, if I feel that I've, you know, I've quit my job, I didn't think I quit my job in the way exactly I wanted to. I didn't get everything off my mind. I didn't say the full 100%, which is still something I'm trying to understand about myself, is speaking up for myself. Yeah. Uh, that was a good situation, and I don't think I went the full 100%, which is where everyone should stand. Because yeah. everyone needs to be themselves to understand themselves better. But my my first course of action was how can I make money without applying for a job or getting a, a job, after-school job, that kind of stuff. So I went into eBay selling, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what can I d- – I, I have to be smart here. I'm not going to go around grabbing a bunch of random shit, or I'm not going to pick up – a valuable item to me and say do I really need this because the truth is I'll probably sell it and I'll be really mad that I did so I went around the house and I found shit that I'd really I really didn't need but I knew was worth some money and I noticed it was a lot of video game centered stuff I sold video games for past consoles I don't even have so I knew I really didn't need them plus they were just they were just worthless to me I genuinely picked them up and said this is worthless to me and um, I started listing you know I did a lot of research um, I did it all through eBay, like I mentioned. And eBay does a lot of the work for you. And this is one of those moments where I think if people just tried in, in situations like these, they'd realize how easy it is because it blew my mind how simple eBay was to use. And they do so much of the work for, for you. And I did all of it for my phone. You print the shipping labels from your phone. You pay for postage from your phone. Everything is there.
1: Doing an eBay ad right now.
0: Yeah. So, not that you'd be interested. I'm not advertising because my my items are very exclusive. But, anyways, I listed ten items on a Sunday. And five of those items sold that night. And it was I was laughing because I was like, look how easy this is. So then, throughout the week, it slows down a little bit. But I sold a, a, about the other five items. So then I start listing more items. I I'd collected everything around my house I didn't need. I didn't list them all at first just to test the waters kind of. So I listed the rest of those items I would collected and that's that's where I am now. And items are still selling and I'm making enough money to keep me satisfied but also realizing that whatever you put in is what I'm going to get out. So I'm not going to keep collecting items from around my house. There has I have to draw the line somewhere. And I'm not you know, I'm not taking random people's stuff. This is just my stuff. I'm not, uh, you know, finding a book for my mom's closet. She doesn't need any more or anything. But I'm drawing a line just about now. And now is when, if I want to continue to make this money, I have to put in some effort and I have to... Well, here's what I have to do is that if I'm eBay selling, then I'm going to go to maybe... Uh, a, a thrift store and find things and sell them oh, for cool. a significant profit profit margin oh, man. and i'll tell you why as i was mentioning earlier how my style of work is i like using my free time i like doing things in my own time and i also don't really fit the the i'd say the standard structure which is going to school and going to your nine to five job i would love to to not have a legitimate job. Just something I do on my own time, like eBay selling or Amazon selling, or there's so many other jobs. It's just the only example I can think of right now. But there's people who put an actual effort into it, and they're doing pretty well.
1: I feel like eBay eBay selling, like, I mean, another man's trash is another man's treasure. You're going to, if something's worthless to you, like, and you're talking about, like, stuff that's, like, usually, like, has like a good price tag with it like video game stuff i think you're gonna get like sales i think though when you get to like the morally shady stuff that's like drop shipping and like that's not reselling stuff like that i mean okay, you have to understand
0: you have to understand the industry better because if you okay. were in a you just went to the alpine shop and you yeah. just bought a backpack that how much was it if you were like, providing like that 80 bucks Okay. Do you wanna know how much that not my cost to m- moment. You, you wanna know how much that cost to make?
1: Probably like ten bucks. Exactly. Five bucks. So what you have to understand Taiwanese about boy.
0: I'm not gonna I'm, i we won't get into drop shipping here because it's not something I totally understand. Uh but um when 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 if we're still talking about greed and stuff, well, welcome to America, welcome to capitalism. Yeah. You can have your opinions on it, but this is where I live. This is where I was born. So this is how I'm going to play the game. Yeah.
1: Can't blame me. Or as
0: I like to say, I don't play by the rules. I don't make the rules. I just play the game. And if, if what you put in is what you get out. But um, there was something I was thinking of earlier. Well, if we go back to this whole I quit my job and I start eBay selling. There's, there's the valuable lesson that I get out of it. There's the biggest gust of wind right now. Um, That's kind of cold. Yeah, it's, it's, we're sitting next to a pond here, and it's we're, it's, we're getting a nice uh, – uh, it's ni- a little brisk. But
1: Probably the worst pond I've ever
0: seen, too. I can also tell you my ass is soaking wet from sitting on this <laughs> Um If we go back to my process of quitting my job and then hitting this wall and saying, like, I don't feel worthy – of whatever I just did, and I c- want to continue to make money. The valuable lesson here is I fit the model that I want to be in, which is I I did it on my own time. I realized that what I put in is what I gonna get is what I get out because no, it is not just as simple as is listing items and selling because you know I had to buy the shipping materials and you make a lot of trips to the post office, which is also isn't a big deal because I naturally find myself driving every day, so I can just stop by. Yeah. But also. You know, there's a whole another territory I have to explore, which is going out, taking risks, buying items, and then going to sell them at a significant profit margin. And I think a good place to start is, is say like thrift stores and all that.
1: Yeah, like when you, I think when you st- when you first get your job or a, your first job as a kid, or whenever you get it, it, doesn't really matter to me. It could be twenty or fifteen, um, and. If maybe let's say you get fired or you quit that job, you're still gonna have that itch to like earn money. Yeah. Even though that, that might be getting, for me, that's getting another job. Like I've been through like five jobs, until I found the right, the one that was right for me. Or like for another person like you, it could be like just finding like another means to get the money. And it doesn't matter where you're getting it from as long as well. Okay, that's kind of like sounds like I'm, I'm like saying you can drug deal or something like that. It's fine. But like for like when what you're doing eBay selling or what you're trying to do which is like upselling from like from a thrift store buying stuff from a thrift store and upselling I think that's just like scratching your itch that you usually get after you're like you have like a reliable source of income that suddenly stops
0: Yeah and what you you understand what you kind of described there with you you mentioned drug dealing well you you yeah. kind of get into supply and demand there cuz yeah. if if you're if you're if you're selling an item, you know, people are going to buy it. So if you want to get into the morality of of that whole um uh process morality I'm I'm ready to shoot anyone down saying that's wrong because they say, "Oh, those people could have went to that thrift store." Well, be rational here, you know. If I sold to some guy in Arizona, was he gonna call them come all the way up to the goodwill I bought the whatever video game from? Well true. that doesn't eliminate the complexity of the situation, but still that's kinda the whole point is is I bought the item, it's in my possession, now I sell it, someone's gonna buy it. It's probably worth higher it's probably worth a higher value than whatever it was at Goodwill, but that's kinda why goodwill exists. Or I would say keep goodwill, but thrift stores in general. They they sell items for cheaper because you can obtain them easier and then I sell it from there. So I'm I'm not in any way j- the intention there isn't to, to, to shut whatever business down I bought it from but
1: same logic as drug dealing. Drug dealing people well who th- people who deal with drugs they don't see any problem with it. They're just they're getting the product out there. Supplying the demand.
0: Yeah. Uh But I also wouldn't compare drugs to video games because that's also a very, very complicated situation because that that applies to uh, sociology, you know, people just trying to get by or say you could talk about the actual harm, whatever drug we're talking about causes. First of all, what type of drug they're selling, but also you get into the laws that that are behind it all. Now, that's a whole other topic, but... It's very very complicated, and I ought to entirely know where I stand on that, because when I think of something like that, I think of Breaking Bad, and if you ever watched that show, never seen it. Well, you've got your main character Walter White, who of course sells. He thinks it's good, though. He sells meth, right? and what you you, you put the, the the point is here is is. It's not about the show, but you question, you know, is he doing the right thing here? Is he doing the wrong thing? Is he doing the right thing here because he's this guy who's got cancer and his family's pretty broke? He's got a son with cerebral palsy. And it says, what? To, what's the limit in which people, desperate people, are going to do these crazy things, you know? And, and that's where that's where you really understand people's moralities because you're going to have people on both sides of the spectrum. You know, they're going to say he did the right thing. Yeah. whether it was for money or it was for his family it's kind of I think it's important what the intention is if it's someone who's just in it for the money then it's probably more important if someone's doing it maybe to protect their family or whatnot but then you also have to think about the people they may be harming in the process and if that outweighs if the benefits outweighs the cost here and uh, um, I think that's a good topic to talk about if you're discussing creed or not but earlier I mentioned, the myth of Sisyphus. Are you familiar with that? No or the idea. person Sisyphus? Explain well, to me. Sisyphus is a character in Greek mythology or a god, whatever you call them. Um, he, he was generally a pretty bad person. He cheated death multiple times. He, he killed lots of people. I don't know the specifics, but basically, ultimately Zeus was fed up with him So Zeus punished him, not by killing him or imprisoning him, but he said, you have to push this boulder up this mountain. But every time he did, the boulder would just roll back down to the bottom, and he had to do it all over and over and over again. And he had to do it for eternity. You could technically say he's still doing it now. There was no way to get out of it. There were no bathroom breaks, or there was no... uh, Water stands. He just has to do the same thing over and over again. There's no way he can change it. Now is his punishment. But The Myth of Sisyphus is a book written by f- philosopher Albert Camus. And I haven't read the book, but I plan on doing so. Long story short, The Myth
1: of Sisyphus... Is it The Myth of Sisyphus, or is it The Myth of, Sisyph- missus- myth of Sisyphus? Sisyphus. The Myth
0: of Sisyphus. Okay, okay. So... Albert Camus' philosophy challenges Sisyphus's purpose, which is well, if if Sisyphus asks himself, say he has to push this boulder up over and over again. That's his he that's what he has to do for eternity. Yeah. What if Sisyphus found meaning in what he did? What if he found accomplishment in pushing a boulder up and it just goes back down to the bottom? Did he did he completely destroy whatever punishment he was given? Obviously, that's like an eternal hell. But if Sisyphus is able to find meaning in, in what he does, does that completely disavow whatever Zeus punished? Uh, you know, the punishment. Is yeah. did he did he just accomplish life here? And I'll tell you how I've uh, put that philosophy in into works in parts of my life, and it came down to the whole money situation where i was trying to find out why i was i felt this way after losing money I'm, i was like constantly checking my bank account or i was constantly like oh my gosh what do i do and i wasn't again crazy you know going crazy with spending money i was like oh i'm half work got all this money saved up but how i applied this philosophy was understanding that well first of all i still have entirely crossed the the barrier of of materialism which is something i really don't support and
1: like what do you mean by you don't support materialism like
0: in general is that a lot of people's and i wouldn't say a lot of people but there's some people whose personality is just money they said oh if yeah, you yeah, have yeah. all the money in the world then you've c- accomplished life yeah and i'm ready to say no it is not because the thing about money is if that's someone's life and you take it away from them they have no life but if someone who is living today simply not by money you have nothing to take away from them except for their life for their life which isn't the point here you can't take away whatever is keeping them alive and i wouldn't say it's it's attachments to people or any other physical product cuz that's still technically materialism but what's keeping them alive is simply their will to live. So maybe they find the reason that that they aren't attached to money is because they realize that it, it's 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 blowing my mind thinking about it because I don't really understand it entirely. But what I'm trying to say is, you simply can't take away their. Oh my God! It's, I'm having a little stroke here, but. I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier. You take away a guy's money and their life is over because yeah. they were centered around money. But you take away another guy's money who was never centered around money, their life is not over because again, it's materialism.
1: I mean, that's yeah, you, I think you can use that for a lot of th- like a lot of things that people are centered around like if someone only likes whatever, like running as exercise or if someone yeah. only likes biking and that's literally their whole personality you go on their Instagram, all you see is running posts or all you see is whatever posts about what they are and you take that away I think th- I mean you can find like a pretty bland person I think that's what I see myself doing a lot is cause like I'm a super I just go all in on stuff like if I find something that I like I will research that for hours and hours and hours and that'll become like my whole personality for like a month and then like I get bored of it and then I just like am done and then I just like find myself like Wondering what, like, what am I do? Like, who am I? And that was like the hole that I was stuck in for such a long time, and like the loops that I was stuck in, because I would find stuff. Yeah, I would just find stuff that I liked, get bored of it, and then where's what's my personality now? Who am I as a person?
0: Yeah, I understand that, and um, what what that goes into is some people. Uh, what 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 you were getting at was was pride, and. They always say, "Be careful of what you're prideful in," because first of all, this was another um, episode topic I want to talk about. It said some some people's pride is where they hide one of their greatest insecurities, and also you have to be careful what you're prideful in because you you're you might be walking down the wrong path there because again, you're hiding a uh, kind of an unconscious insecurity. Uh, th- there's not really any examples because again, since it's unconscious, you you don't know it. But maybe it's like the uh, the dichotomy of the current body positivity movement, where the, you, some people are are constantly saying, you know, I'm I'm fine with my body. But you wonder why they post about it so much. If you're so confident, then why do you? Well, who you don't have to prove it to us anymore. That the goal the goal should be. If you're so absolutely confident with yourself, I understand you're trying to uplift people, but it seems like you're filling a void. Yeah. And the if if we're talking about the body positive movement, it's 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 that you're allowed to be whatever you want, but it just depends is is, is how you present it. So if you're making a big deal about it over social media, it really shows that you might not be per con- 100% confident yourself, and this goes back into money because I think I'm getting at where my greatest insecurity was. It's not where I was ranked with money, or not uh, my social status or whatnot, but it was my attachment to that money. And my mind, probably, when I stopped receiving those paychecks, my mind was like, "Well, what were you working? What are you working for now?" Yeah, and that's where. This myth of Sisyphus philosophy comes in because then I had to find, I wouldn't say new meaning because while I was just working for money, I didn't entirely want my motivation to be money because it's nice to have money, especially we're both in our senior year of high school. And, uh, you, you know, when you, it's nice, especially nice to go off to college with money or whatever you're doing. But, the myth of Sisyphus philosophy here is applied when I feel like I'm stuck in this loop of school and work and I'm just waiting at this point to go off to college but instead I'm gonna I'm gonna reframe my mind here I'm gonna ov- overcome this mental obstacle which is so it's money here but I don't just have to, to just go get a job at a restaurant or store to do it. Now, again, I'm not telling people any anyway how they should do it. If they are happy at Target or whatever, that's what you do because everybody has different course of action here. Mine was, as I mentioned earlier, I value my free time. I'm a huge introvert, and I like to kind of be in control myself. I don't like to take orders and stuff. I can take orders well in fact i'm a pretty good listener i follow the instructions very very well but if it comes to making money then you know this is what i'm going to do and this is how i'm going to do it and this is the philosophy i'm going to use yeah i
1: mean um like when you talk about when you talked about valuing your time like i feel like i'm a huge person that values my time like that's why I'm not a big relationship guy is just because, like, I, I don't like other people controlling my time and what I do. Like, I want to be able to know—I want to be able to wake up, know what I'm going to be doing in the day. Not to say that I'm, like, not a spontaneous person or stuff or something, and I don't like just random adventures, but I want to know, like, exactly, like, my set plans during the day because I'm just—I I'm I, I like to control my time like that, and I think— that's what a lot of. I think that's where you can become successful in life is when you kind of know where you're trying to get at every day, because days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, mer- months turn into years, and as long as you are putting your time in a set position every day and all that, I, you'll yes,
0: yes, that's gain that's something. that's my that's my uh, train of thought there. Now. Another thing I think about a lot is when I think about spending my time and back when I had a job, it, was, it wasn't it was necessarily hard because it was like, okay, well, I know when I'm working this week, so I, uh, I don't have to really – I don't have to make – I can't make plans for those times. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I wasn't waiting for them to be like, you know, coming to work today. That did happen, and it's never fun when that it happens. It sucks when that happens. But um, – I'm also a go with the flow guy now as I mentioned earlier you know I'm not at one o'clock I'm gonna do this at two o'clock I'm gonna do this and I also don't wake up and, and have like a, a list of things to do but I know at the end of the day what must be accomplished for me in order to be content and that's not yeah. goals it's whether it's how it's literally spending my free time whether that's uh, uh, you know building Lego or writing in a notebook or something or recording this podcast or working out. But what it, you know, what it, what it comes down to is, uh, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is finding meaning. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to apply this to, to work. Because, again, I'm not working right now. I don't well, have a job.
1: For me, um, like, finding meaning, at the start of where wo- I work right now, like, I had no meaning for my job like I never saw like anything important with it I was just like okay I just I'm a busser I pick up dishes I put them back I clean them repeat and I'd like I was like oh I guess they could just do it without me and I think when I started to really like working and like started to really enjoy it it was also because I started to get to know the people better and like once you get to know the people better in your job I think you like naturally just like enjoy going because they start to become your friends, but also is, like, finding meaning in that and going back to what we're talking about, like, finding meaning in what, like, my job is all about and, like, just being able to be, like, okay, but I'm like, I'm picking up dishes, but also, like, without me and when, like, we get busy and all that, like, th- this place would not be able to function and, like, finding meaning in something like that and, like, just being able to, like, gain that confidence in my job is, like, kind of what gives me meaning for that type of my area yeah I'm at.
0: and the ultimate goal here is the defining meaning because again everyone's gonna have a different course of action I think it's a uh, going into that it's a it's a one of the greatest things people get wrong is that they're always comparing their experience to yours and it's saying well if that whatever you just did works out for you and whatever I did works out for me they're completely different but that's the part that matters people all the time you know you should feel bad for me because of this or this is what works for me it's going to work for you well that's not how it works the bottom line is everything works for different people and if that's how people like it if that's what makes you comfortable then that's what you're going to do yeah and if if you mentioned earlier you found meaning in, in what you did and then and, and i'm am whatever i'm doing right now not that uh, this is the uh the end goal but if 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 it's been accomplished then that's all that matters here I think that's like the biggest
1: like issue that people have and like that's the biggest fear that people have when they're growing up is like I think when I I always talk about like my biggest fear is working a nine to five sitting in an office in a cubicle all day yeah for five days or seven days out of the week and just, like, having absolutely no meaning except for, like, maybe providing for my family, which is, like, would give me some kind of, like, help. But, like, even then, it's, like, if I'm just, like, filing papers all day, what am I doing with my life? Like, I know every... The world the world's gonna need patty flippers. The world's gonna need whatever. Cubicle workers. People like to do all of that. Like, you're gonna find people that do enjoy it, but, you know, I think I'll... I think m- now more than ever, in our generation, like, you're going to find people that are like us, who are like, I just don't want to work a nine-to-five, like, I want to, because we're growing, we grew up in, like, an area where, like, we're, we kind of look up to people who, like, whatever, we look up to, uh, could be, like, YouTubers, social media influencers, who are, like, they don't have that nine-to-five, like, they're, like, doing what they want, but they're also, like, kind of, like, our role models in a way. Yeah and to, 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 to go off of what you're saying
0: is I think what's what's really learned from this conversation is that you can truly do what you want to do but you just really have to at you. well first of all you have to ask yourself what you really want Yeah. and then you have to tell yourself you have to ask yourself this was my, um, my uh, last episode which I may or may not have deleted as of now I'm still thinking about it I might remake it so It was either the previous episode or it's the next episode that I'm recording. Is asking yourself, what am I going to do about it? Because unfortunately, the world is is really, really unfair. But you can't sit there and feel bad for yourself. Which is a phase that I went through and I think a lot of people experience is feeling bad for yourself. And you're not going to get anything done if you feel bad for yourself. And I understand it's a a hard phase to get through. You you have to... uh, it's not really a phase you're self-aware of until you realize back then you're like you know why why didn't i do this earlier why i just started this and it's really working out but why didn't i do it earlier it's because you didn't have a motivation earlier and it's hard to get people motivated especially if you're lowest point of your life or you're just you, you've just hit a wall but um, you mentioned um, you know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't like to fit that uh, that 9 to 5 model well I think you're right that's where I stand and that's certainly what I won't want to do and I think if I'm willing to put my mind if I'm willing to set my mind on that goal is to go out in the world and accomplish my own goal and feel good about myself then that is all that truly matters and I don't care what it is that you're doing now I don't mean you know if you're a serial killer and you feel good about yourself yeah it's a completely (laughs) different topic different story there but think you understand what i'm saying is whatever line of work it is whatever your pay is again it's it's keeping yourself detached from the amount of money you're making it's just being content with what you do and and how you do it is what is what truly matters and as we we started uh this this whole conversation off with uh, uh greed and I think the first question I asked was what you did for work, or what how, how or what I my uh current position is on my uh what am I trying to say here? What I'm doing right now? I'm on un- I'm unemployed, but um finding uh, a way, yeah. So this was more uh today was was a ramble. We were just building off thoughts. There wasn't there was there was a there was a set topic, and I think we uh, stayed on topic pretty well. F- nailed it. Yeah, so I think we've just about covered everything, and uh, I think we did a pretty good job. And uh, I also have a slight headache right now because I haven't had enough caffeine today. So I'm gonna—it's—it's it's killing me. This is a caffeine headache. Deal. That's a whole—that's another uh, topic i want to talk about. It's not philosophy caffeine centered, addiction. but caffeine. And I'm gonna do that. I've got the right friend to talk about that with, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Keegan knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> but we're just going to talk about caffeine. Who you, you knows? There's probably a philosophy you can apply to caffeine. But um, that's that's all there is for today. Keegan,
1: any last words? Uh, not really. Secure the bag. Yeah. We're all, we're all just trying to find a way to be happy in life. But also, like, make, make money while doing it. Yeah. Well... Um.
0: Depends. Depends what your goal is, really. But yeah. I, see, I I understand what you mean from your point of view. But uh, that that's it for today. Um. Thank you for listening. I always say. I've always had the mindset of. Uh, I do never. I never care about how many people are listening, whether it's one thousand or whether it's two. I feel accomplished when I record whatever was on my mind whether it's by myself with another person, I feel accomplished. And that's the most important part is to me. Of course, it's great to have an audience, but I I just feel accomplished in whatever we discussed. Hell yeah. It was a ramble, but it was good because it was thought-provoking. And you never know how people are going to take that. It, they might take it as advice, or maybe it was a way to get them uh, started. So uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. I think we're at, like, four listeners right now, so... Let's go. They probably listen the first minute, but it's okay. It's okay, because, again, I feel accomplished. That's how you build. Yes, exactly. But, uh, again, I, I'm I'm glad. When
1: you, when you become huge, they're going to see all these episodes, like, at the start. That like, is wow, true. I'll remember that's that. crazy.
0: I'll, I'll section off that part of the clip, and I'll play it again when I'm rich and famous. So... Thank you again. You're my garage. Thank you again to Keegan for talking at uh, we're at Queenie Park in St. Louis. If you're familiar with the area, it's off Manchester, and I think it's in Baldwin, or it might still be in De Pere. I'm not sure, but or it's just Manchester. But we're on this beautiful lakeside. So this has been a long outro. Thank you again, and I will talk to you guys l- later. Peace out.